0: Welcome to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. And this week, we're talking about innovation. That's a fun topic.
1: It's an exciting topic. I can't wait to kind of really jump into this one with you, Russ, because, you know, as things have been changing with our environment coming out of the pandemic and just everything that companies had to go through over the past Mm -hmm. couple of years, if they didn't innovate... They're probably having a really challenging time right now, and I think it's a it's a very current topic.
0: Oh yeah, well you, you look around, just I mean, and we're not talking about huge ideas here. Like okay, yes, there can be huge ideas, but we're also talking about the little small ideas. Like for instance, like the way that they've repurposed parking spots and parking lots into these little, you know, I guess they call them parklets or whatever it is, where they have tables outside and it's all set up, and then well. There's a bit of innovation that needs to go into that stuff, too. Like, it's a little bit of thinking, like, how do I do this and still have the ability for customers to park in my parking lot? <laughs> how do I do this and keep keep customers warm at night? Just that alone, like little things like that can make a big difference and really help your bottom line or help you stay in business in those cases.
1: Yeah, for those restaurants that you know couldn't have any indoor dining, they needed to find ways to still stay in business and have customers come. And they went to the outdoor dining area and they had canopies or awnings and tables mm-hmm. outside. But they had to figure out how you, how you're going to heat it, how are you going to run lighting out there, how are you going to get the food out there quick enough where it's still warm? You know, there's a lot of right. uh, innovation that needs to go uh, into those ideas and. It's not always easy, but it is small ideas like that, that, that keep businesses moving forward in tough times. And I think, especially in the tougher times, or, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, on our last episode about the spark, you know, people just kind of getting stuck, businesses get stuck. Mm -hmm. And unless you're innovating, um, getting stuck is no fun because your competition is going to pass you by. So you have to keep right. innovating, 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 just so you can even stay up with the competition a lot of times, not alone, you know, being the leader, you just have to stay close.
0: Right. Well, you know, looking at uh, that little drive, I did a little drive through uh, a, a, a small downtown uh, last week. And there, there were a couple of businesses that were, they basically had the the big signs up, you know, going out of business. You go one block, going out of business. The next block, going out of business. The next block down, there was a company that was having uh not going out of business sale. <laughs> I had like that's Yeah, and they had a big sign in, you know, like we made it. Um, and you know, it's like just that. Like, I was like, oh, that is pretty cool. And and even that's a cool like innovation, a cool idea. I mean, you don't have to be the, you know, super creative, you don't have to be a genius to come up with ideas. It's like, you just have to kind of look for ideas, look for problems that, that need a solution. Um, look for, you know, well look and, and listen to customers. Sometimes they'll tell you what you need to do and look for those possibilities. And, uh, you know, like they're out there, those ideas.
1: They really are. And, uh, you know, as we were preparing for this, I I found an article from Martin Zwilling. He's the CEO and founder of uh, Startup Professionals Incorporated. And his article is called 10 Stumbling Blocks to Innovative Business Thinking. Mm. And I found it really fascinating, his, his list of 10 things, because All those companies you just mentioned that went out of business, going out of business, going out of business, they probably Mm -hmm. got stuck in some of these 10, if not
0: many of these 10 things. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, you got to you got to somehow get past these kind of problems, these stumbling blocks that will get in your way of innovation. And there'll be plenty of them. I mean, look at look at any like, okay, let's look at a major innovation. Look at anything Thomas Edison came up with, right? You, you, you think he had a few stumbling blocks? <laughs> probably <laughs> had a, a few. Oh, let's try to figure out, you know, whatever it is, the phonograph, you know, like there were uh, probably plenty of times uh, it, it looked like it was going to fail. It wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden it happens and, and you can get stuck in these or you can realize that you're in these. So what are some of the uh, items that he says in the uh, article there, Greg?
1: Well, one of the ones that I thought was kind of curious because, uh, you know, we've kind of talked in the past about, you know, be it optimistic, keep that spark going, you know, really think positive, but he brings it up as a possible stumbling block. And let me kind of just kind of share with uh, his position on it. Is that, you know, the, the stumbling block is titled, let's just be optimistic. Optimism is essential for long-term success, but it can delay or cloud short-term decision requirements. Entrepreneurs have to be careful not to look too hard for evidence that confirms their passion and positive perspective. And I thought about that for a bit and I go, that's pretty smart because Mm -hmm. I have experienced a lot of people that just go, "Okay, you know, things are things are good. Things are going to be fine. I know um, that, you know, it's going to work out Um, so I don't have to really work too hard on coming up and innovating for the future because things are just going to continue being fine.
0: Right. And yeah. it's
1: that's a trap.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Just yeah, get too comfortable. Mhm. And I think well go ahead. I I yeah I always go back to this and I and I've told this story so many times I, I heck I may have even told it on the podcast before. But I I had a friend who bought a bar. And he wanted to turn that kind of convert it from kind of like I mean, you know wasn't the it was like a neighborhood little bar wasn't the greatest. He wanted to turn it into a sports bar. So he bought this big, huge TV to put in there, spent a lot of money. This is when the in the days when you know TVs weren't 150 bucks. I mean it was expensive TV. Got the the satellite service in there and all of that. Started decorating with some sports memorabilia, did all of these different things. And I went in there and I go, Well, that's awesome. But how are you going to tell people about it? How are you going to let people know? Like everybody thinks it's the same bar. It looks the same from the outside. So how is anybody going to come in? What are you going to do on the outside? What are you going to – you know, are you going to send out flyers, do some sort of commercial? What are you going to do? It's like, well, I'm spending all my money on this memorabilia. Yeah, the word will just get out. Okay. <laughs> he was so positive that the, the, the word would get out that he didn't get the word out and – Needless to say, the bar was gone within two or three years and all that memorabilia and that TV is in his house.
1: Well, the thing is, is if, if you don't get the people in, the words not going to get out. <laughs> so you, exactly. You, you, need to, you need to draw the people in or the words not getting out. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, what you do is, or, or the trap is, you you know, you look for those little positive things that are working with your strategy and you go, oh, see, it's working. It's working. Right. Mm-hmm. But long term, is it going to continue to work? Like, I'm sure with, with him, you know, a few people walked into the bar, came in and really, you know, appreciated the memorabilia. Like, oh, that's a cool baseball or, you know, this is a neat bat or you got this baseball card. And he was going, yeah, people really dig this uh, memorabilia I have. They're going to keep talking to every, all their friends about it. And they're going to bring them in. Well, it sounds mm-hmm. like it, well, he went out of business a couple of years. So not enough people talked about that. But in his yeah. head, he probably thought. Hey, this is a great idea. Look, I'm getting that positive recognition, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. And then he got, mm-hmm. he got stuck or, you know, he didn't innovate to figure out, okay, now that I got the memorabilia that some people appreciate, probably a lot of people appreciate, but I just got to get more people in. And he right. didn't think about that side and didn't innovate in that way. And I think that, you know, that's what uh, this article is kind of talking about is, you know, you, you don't think long-term in your innovations as well.
0: Right. Well, you know, another, another issue that sort of goes along with that is, is being so optimistic about your own idea that you sort of just fall in love with it and ignore, you know, the data or ignore the the research or ignore others that are telling you, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe that's, maybe you should do this instead, but you're so set and optimistic about your own idea that you, you don't change path at all and you just do it and it fails you didn't listen to the data or the people or the research or whatever it is that's out there telling you not to do it. So I think uh, there's a danger there of falling in love with your own idea. And uh, it, I say falling in love because, you know, sometimes love is a little blind. Right? <laughs> like you can't be blind to, uh, uh, you know, the sources telling you that it's not a good idea. I'm not saying not to do something, not to, you know, test things out. We love that on this show. And <laughs> you and I always do that. But You do have to be careful there as well.
1: Yeah, and I think for a lot of uh, people, they're used to doing things a certain way and they feel that that way is the right way. Right. And they don't innovate Mm -hmm. just processes. Um, Right. You know, one of the topics I know you and I are going to get into at some point at a future podcast is like automation. Should you automate? Mm -hmm. Is that a better way of, you know, producing whatever you're trying to produce a lot of cases it is and that's not how people have done in the past some you know a lot of companies have done it very manually and mm-hmm. but it's worked but it's, it's right. a lot of man hours to make it work can you automate right. to make it better that that's a fantastic innovation in, in a lot of uh, situations
0: mm-hmm. well that's the thing you know you you can use one great spot for innovation is to make your business work for you not you work for your business. Like if you can get that happening, then you're definitely in good shape. It's just, it's, it's, it's not easy, but if you're always looking and always trying to, you know, you're always observing, is there a way to make this better? Is there a way to, and you know, I, I know we'll, we'll save some of that for the automation show, (laughs) but there's, there's your teaser for it. But when it's talking about innovation, those innovations can be automation. (laughs) There's can be a wet better way to do your invoicing. You know, just, oh, wait, I'm not going to mail out invoices anymore. I'm going to email them. I'm going to add this little thing. So, And that's not even an idea that you own. That's like just a plug-in for QuickBooks or whatever, right? But still, I mean, you, you got to think about those things and, and using other people's innovations within your business to systematize, automate, and just make your life a heck of a lot easier if you can. But
1: well, that's the key. It's like you can make your business just more optimized, by you know, innovating in, in automation in a lot of different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's, that's the thing. You know, we could look for different types of innovations. Like We could talk about processes within your business and innovating them to make you produce a, at a better rate. But you can also innovate in a different product or innovate going after a different market. There's so many different ways that's why this is such an exciting topic is because gosh mm-hmm. you can really innovate in all areas of your business and it's it's just trying not to stop yourself from innovating i think it's one of those keys of you know making a business successful is not getting too comfortable in one spot because you know yeah. we've probably all seen stories or heard stories about a company that was really doing well for a while but they just kind of stayed there. And yeah. you know what? The competition passes them by. And it, it's mm-hmm. inevitable. The top companies are constantly pushing the envelope, trying to figure out better ways or better products or something like, like Apple. Like that, right. that iPhone. That mm-hmm. was a huge innovation. Like before the iPhone, right. there were cell phones, but nothing like what the iPhone was going to do and, and how you controlled it and you know what it was capable of doing.
0: Right, and it, but if they would have stopped at iPhone one, we'd all be laughing at that now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would have been surpassed by everyone else at this point, so it's not, you can't you know just rest on what you've done in the past and your past innovations. You gotta, you know, I, well, I guess they say always be testing, but in this case, I guess always be innovating if you can.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, speaking of the, the cell phone analogy, like the BlackBerry. Like the BlackBerry mm. was very innovative. Like it I was it. very, very innovative. I, I loved what it was capable of doing, uh, but they kind of just stopped there, right? They didn't really go yeah. to the next step and they didn't um, adjust to what their competition was doing. And then right. who uses a BlackBerry anymore? Unfortunately, I mean, it's they're. I don't even know if they're around. Are they even around anymore?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they got bought by somebody else and uh, you know, they're, they're still there, but I don't think they're making the actual, uh, old school looking Blackberries anymore with the keyboard and all that stuff. I think it's all yeah. different now, but yeah.
1: But I mean, that was a situation where they were innovative. I, I love yeah. when they came out with that you know first product that they had and you know a couple of uh, revisions of that product. But then they just were so um, I don't know the, I don't know what the right word is. They determined to just make that model work and make everybody right. want that model instead of you know having some type of um alternatives
0: one of the when when i first met you i had a blackberry i remember and i that. i remember yeah, that i didn't want to move over to the iphone because i loved the blackberry so much i saw oh well that's cool it does this it does that uh, that's cool but i love the blackberry it works out great i had this like just love for it and it was them that stopped automating that i'm sorry uh, innovating that made me move away from it you know, and then it's like they pushed me away from their product. I didn't, I don't think that Apple pulled me over with their automation. It was, or uh, innovation. I, I keep uh, messing up my words here. I'm sorry, but because I, I did all going my got re-
1: two on at one time in your head.
0: Exactly. Well, I did all the research on my BlackBerry. So there's my problem. No, uh, um, but it's like the innovation of Apple didn't pull me. It was the lack of innovation from, from BlackBerry that pushed me away. Like it, it, it I, and that happens a lot. You know, uh, look at uh, internet service providers, or you know, whatever it is. It's like um, we've got a we've got a new ISP potentially coming to my city, and I would love it if because they're so much ahead of my current ISP. I won't throw uh, names, but you know, it's like if I can get faster internet, I'm going to take it. That's the innovation that this other company's willing to offer. You know, basically fiber to your door. Uh, I'll take that right <laughs> you know, for right. what I've got now. I mean, it would be great. So that's not my current company pushing me away. It's it's another company pulling me with, with this great thing. So it's like you, you always got to think about this push and pull of you. if you don't innovate, somebody else will, your customers will leave. And if you are innovating, then at least you've got a shot. You've got some sort of shot at keeping your customers.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that stops... Companies from innovating is it's just too difficult. Right. Right. It's like, let's just take the easy way out and let's just keep the way things are going. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there's probably a better way of doing things, or there's a new product that would probably be popular. Or I see my competitors doing something, but man, that means I got to adjust. I got to change things. I got to find new staff or come up with new ideas. And I don't know if I have the energy to do this.
0: Well, and that's also, you know, where. Um, I hate to say it, Greg, but automation. <laughs> oh no! It made it. It made it back. <laughs> See, it's back. But I mean, if, if if one problem with innovation is you don't have the time to do it. A lot of people's, you know, like oh well, I, I'm already busy. You know, I've got to, I've got to, and I'm bringing up the invoices again. Clearly, there's something I I, I need to remember to do here now. Um, but it, it's like I have to do the busy work. Well, if you can automate out the busy so that you have time for innovation, that's a great thing too. And maybe perhaps some of your innovation could lead to creating more time for yourself. Like it's really, if your problem is I don't have enough time, then innovate something to create time because other people are doing it. And I think that that's something where, okay, yeah, automation could come into play. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but your great ideas of trying to fix that uh, could come into play as well. You know, though, Greg, we're we're at like uh, that point where we've got to take a short break. I do want to get in, more into that article, though. So why don't we take a break and we'll uh, look at more uh, from this article that you found and talk more about innovation right after this. You know, a great way to promote your business is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you're listening to a podcast and we're telling you to make a podcast, huh? cool as that. Yeah, well, okay, where do we do it? We do it on Anchor. And why? Well, because they do all the work for you. They distribute the podcast. You can edit your podcast right on your phone or within your computer. Uh, Everything you need for a podcast is right there in one place. Just go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And welcome back to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg. We're talking about innovation and well, automation. Uh, okay, You're no, innovation. Automation. I'm trying to talk about innovation, right I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Greg found – tell us more about this article that you found, Greg. What, what are some of the other items on there, some stumbling blocks uh, for innovation?
1: Well, This uh, next stumbling block kind of leads into what we were just talking about, and, and it's titled Low Appetite for Risk. And mm. it, it says, with humans as well as with animals – you tend to get what you reward. If you reward right first time behavior, you might get fewer mistakes, but you'll also get fewer attempts at trying new things. And yeah. you know, I think that kind of goes along with, yeah, it's easier just kind of keep things the way they are. It's also like, oh gosh, this is risky. What, what if I, what if this is the wrong decision to take my business right. or this is the wrong product to introduce? And I think a lot of people get stuck there and, my first thought about that, and we've talked about this a number of times in past shows, is test, right? Yeah. Just test mm-hmm. some of these new ideas. You don't have to go full bore right away with an innovation or a new idea. Let, let's test it oh, yeah. and figure out whether if it's a new product or something like that, if there's a market for the new product. Uh, what, how do you need to tweak it to you know, make it more attractive and mm-hmm. you know, get feedback, on the innovation before you, you know, spend a lot of money and a, and a lot of time towards it. But at least totally. you're giving it the thought and you're giving it an, mm-hmm. an attempt.
0: Right. I, I would say, I mean, I, I would rather be the person, uh, the, the business owner or the person in the company that's failing a few times. because if you're not failing, you're not trying, you're not stretching, you're not reaching to try to do something different or make a difference. You got to do that, especially as a business owner. I mean, I, I don't know how many things that I've tried that I failed at (laughs) (laughs) where it's like some marketing thing, some, you know, random advertising idea, some, you know, whatever it is. And I know like I, I went into it thinking it was going to work. But some of my ideas did, some of them didn't. And to get the, to those ones that are the wins, you know, it's, it's going to happen. I, I, I throw in the baseball analogy out there. It's like, how many times did, you know, Babe Ruth strike out before he hit a home run? You know, it happens. I'm trying to think of the new guy, the new Babe Ruth. What's his name?
1: Uh, Shohei Otani.
0: Yes. Oh, man. That guy's amazing.
1: I mean, but guess what?
0: And hitting. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I watched him, I, I think it was in the All-Star game, I, I watched him, and there was a few pitches he threw that weren't so great. <laughs> it's um, going to happen. Even if you're the best, the top in your class, It is, you're, you're going to fail sometimes, and be okay with that.
1: I think fear of failure is probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. problems we all have. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll personally admit, for, I mean, I'm still... I'm scared of failing. I don't want to fail, right? Who wants to go out and say, I'm going to fail. I'm looking forward to failing. Nobody <laughs> does right. that. It's a reality and we have to mm-hmm. accept it.
0: Mm-hmm. And for
1: the longest time, you know, just digging into my own psyche, I really did not want to fail. I would mm. go up pa- any path I could so that I would succeed. And I, I think Maybe that's the the perfectionist in me. I, I think there's you know a lot of that fear of failure in um, perfectionists. And I mm-hmm. kind of lean that direction. I wouldn't say I'm like 100% perfectionist, but there is that part of my personality. And that fear of failure, I think, gets in the way of a lot of business owners because we tend to always want the best, right? We always want to win. We always want to yeah. make more money or whatever your goals are with your business, that fear of failure just gets in the way and and you just have to overcome that. And first of all, you got to realize that's what's holding you back. And then you right. have to be able to fight through it and open yourself up to those failures because mm-hmm. without them, you're not going to learn, right? Those, right? those are the things that are going to teach you more than some of the successes that you've had in life.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Totally. I worked for this dot com for a bit. Uh, I was there for about a year or so, and during that year, we went down probably four or five different paths of you know like what our viable product was. And it happened like our actual end product that we spent really like this was like over a three month period. We went over four or five different products trying to like you know change and innovate and you know beat the competition to to market and really have something that was really viable. The, the final idea was an offshoot really of like, we kept having this, uh, it, was, it was basically like a paperless uh, invoicing type company. Um, and this was, you know, 90s. So this was very innovative back then. That kept being our problem with our other products where it's like, well, how do we, how do we get payment for this? How do we do that? Well, how do we, and it kept coming up as that's the problem. And that's how, that's how we invented the idea. The winning innovation was because we kept having the problem. And it turned out it was actually a decent idea. We got funding and of course the whole market crashed and, you know, there you go. But at least, you know, we came up with this great product idea and it was something that was born out of failure, like <laughs> oh, wow.
1: four failures. You know, what's interesting about the story you just told is you guys were failing at a certain thing. And there wasn't something out there that you could turn to and say, oh, well, other companies are doing it this way. So it forced you to innovate and come up with something that was probably, you know, cool for not only your business, but if you market it, you could probably sell it to a lot of companies because they were running into the same problem you were. Otherwise, the solution would already be out there.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny how much innovation can come out of just looking for problems.
1: Well, my first business that I ever started was coincidentally called innovative marketing ah. that was the name of that was the, in, the name of my company, and I was a marketing consultant and I would kind of you know identify for businesses what could do they could do better in their own marketing, but it really started with kind of the failures that they were having in their marketing and figuring out why they failed in their marketing and identifying, okay, why haven't you tried? And then I would just first start with just a lot of brainstorming. And then what have you tried? What haven't you tried? And just giving them a bunch of different ideas and, and identifying where there's a lot of pushback. And then And then, what I would do is I would explore why is there so much pushback in some of these different ideas? And normally, what it came back to was that they thought that the way they were doing something was the best way, but a different way was not going to produce as much. And they were scared mm. that their production levels would go down, even though they could possibly see in the future, long term the production levels will go up, but they didn't want to deal with the short-term let's call it failures or reduction in revenue to get to that. Right. Point. And, you know, kind of a long way to to kind of get to this is sometimes you have to look at long-term innovations versus short-term
0: innovation. Right. And right. figure
1: out when it's the right time to go for the long-term innovation and and realize it's going to hurt a little bit in the short term Mm
0: -hmm. well that goes right along with your risk thing i mean and and i I think we got to expand that out to you know it's the risk if if you're a business owner and it's your sole income there's that risk as well like not only are you risking the business you're risking can i pay rent this month can i pay my mortgage can i eat (laughs) like you've got those other things and i think that goes back to that episode uh Uh, that we had, you know, basically on finances is, you know, are your finances in line enough to take this risk? You know, so when I'm saying go out and fail or go ahead and take this risk, of course, make sure that your finances are in line so that you're not going to have some issues. So, okay, so the companies that you were working with, you know, they were going to have to take some sort of short-term financial risk for a Long-term gain. Were there ever anything that you said was kind of maybe too risky for them? Or yeah, no. There's definitely times where I suggest
1: some stuff that was out there. It yeah. was aggressive, mm-hmm. and you know I understood. Okay, th- this is on the aggressive uh, side of the scale, right. here. but you know it could be the big win or it could be a loss. And I think what we what we tried to do in my business was minimize the risk with the biggest return
0: Mm.
1: and kind of explore it that way. Um, But yeah, absolutely. There are many times where I would walk into a company and I go, okay, you know, if, if they were already doing well, that this probably wasn't the case, but if they weren't doing well and I go, well, look at where you're at right now. If you don't take a chance and you don't innovate and you you don't change things up, you're going to continue going down the same path that you're going right now. And, you know, then you do an analysis, of how long can you keep bleeding, right? And, and the answer is probably not too much longer. So it's worth this risk right now yeah. because you need something to kind of get the, the trends to turn positively for your business. So it's worth the risk. Now, if a company was doing super, super well and they just wanted to try something different, those companies were, you know, pretty easy and very receptive right. to taking in new ideas right. because they're, they're they could absorb spot, yeah, yeah, they could absorb the short short term revenue um, outlay
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and risk to you know see the long term big um, payday for them.
0: right. Yeah. Well, you know, innovation can be amazing and fun. But but as we see, it can be pretty scary too. But I think, you know, a lot of the time I I still, I I go with innovation. You know, I side towards that way because I just think that if you're, it it goes back to BlackBerry. If you're not innovating, we're (laughs) going to wonder on this show if you're still in business or not.
1: I have to personally apologize to BlackBerry. I'm sure you are still in business. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to look that up and uh, see. But, yeah, I mean, when was the last time you saw somebody with a BlackBerry?
1: <laughs> I think it's probably in your closet somewhere,
0: right? I'm sure you didn't oh, yeah. throw it away. Oh, no, I've got to. A- I keep all my old. Uh, I've got my my old Palm Pilot. <laughs> I keep all that. Well, stuff. We could do an episode on that one. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: that was innovative. The Palm Pilot was a really cool. Innovation. Oh, it was awesome.
0: I love that thing. I mean, to be able to take your contacts with you, your schedule with you, all on that one, and you, you could avoid that big planner thing that you used to have to carry around. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. great. But uh, yeah, and then a lot of the
1: a lot of the products today kind of took the concept of the Palm Pilot and just ran
0: with it. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, you know, actually there's another example and I can't think of the name of this thing, but uh, Apple, I think it was called the Newton. They put out this product called the Newton that was competing against Palm in the old days there. That thing was a huge yeah. failure, but yeah, it was. would they have had the iPhone had they not tried that? Maybe not. You know?
1: Well, to be honest with you, Apple wasn't doing that well. Before they came up with the first no, iPhone,
0: no, no, they were having some big iPhone problems. iPhone really, yeah,
1: yeah, the iPhone really changed the trajectory of Apple, mm-hmm. and it was kind of out of necessity because they were that company that was trending downward, and they needed some innovation to really turn the the tables for them. And thank goodness they came up with the iPhone because it's it's really changed the way you know people communicate people researched, uh, entertainment. I it, It's had a huge impact on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have my, my love for my iPhone. I, I definitely have some things I wish were different, but <laughs> <laughs> I recognize what an innovation the iPhone was and, and what a difference it's made.
0: Still trying to get them to, for the podcast app, just make it so that our podcast comes built in on all of the iPhones. Like, it, I mean, there's an innovation Ooh. for... Apple that maybe they should do. By the way, I just looked at BlackBerry. Um, they're basically, they've turned into like a software company now for software, phone security type things. They so they, they've shifted. It looks like. they shifted. Well,
1: they, you know, they pivoted. Yeah. So that's They're innovating. Exactly.
0: They're innovating. There you go. So I guess we could say now that they're, they're back to innovation. <laughs> All right. So I guess, I guess we end today um, because I think we've covered the topic, but also, because I'm so excited to get on to the automation show. Ooh. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to DIY for Business. Yeah, we've got an automation show coming up, whether Greg wants to or not. We're going to do this thing and uh, we'll do it soon. The only way you're going to find out if we're going to do it, of course, is to subscribe. So wherever you are, whichever podcast app you're listening in, hit the subscribe, make sure you listen. And we would love some reviews, some ratings. Do that as well in whichever app you're listening in. And I want to let you know, hey, we're finally doing some Twitter. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're finally doing it. DIY underscore podcast. Follow us. Uh, You can talk to us there. You can send suggestions for future shows, whatever it is you need to do right there. DIY underscore podcast. We'll put that in the uh, description of our podcast as well. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.